It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm Ken Rayner and I'm your host. And joining me for part three of this series on health and safety resources for small business are Jennifer McKenzie, IHSA's Regional Manager, Operations North and East, and Enzo Garitano, IHSA's President and CEO. Our purpose for creating this series of of podcasts for small businesses is that under Ontario's Occupational Health and Safety Act, or the Green Book, small business employers have many of the same duties as any other employer, even those that have hundreds or thousands of employees. Now, did you know that not only are small businesses an integral part of Ontario's economy, but they also make up the majority of IHSA's member firms? Our member firms include over 150,000 Ontario employers, with over 90% of those firms with fewer than 20 full-time equivalent employees. So we have, our membership includes over 150,000 employers and over 90% of them have less than 20 full-time employees. Over 80% of those firms have less than five full-time employees. So if you're a small business out there right now listening to this podcast, know that you are not alone. And IHSA has resources that can help keep you and your workers safe. And IHSA recognizes the challenges faced by small businesses when it comes to investing in health and safety. That's why we provide free tools and resources to help you protect your workers and meet your legal obligations under Ontario's Occupational Health and Safety Act. So the first free resource we're going to discuss today applies to all businesses, regardless of whether you complete work under provincial legislation, such as a construction project, or under federal legislation, such as cross-border transportation company. You and your workers require training so that tasks and work can be completed in a healthy and safe manner. So Enzo, on IHSA's website, we have two training charts posted for work conducted under Ontario's Occupational Health and Safety Act, or the Green Book, and the Canada Labor Code Part 2. Now, what would be the value of a small business owner downloading these free resources and referencing it on a regular basis? Thanks, Ken. Uh, When a small business hires workers, the bottom line is that they have an obligation to the health and safety of those workers. And they also have an obligation for the overall health and safety of the workplace and all the workers included if they're in control of a project or deemed the constructor. So these charts really, really key in on or focus on the main subject areas of risk that's associated with your business. So you can really see or easily see yourself in those topics. So as you you go down the chart, you'll see things as, you know, do I do I use a chainsaw? Do I work in a confined space? Do I use scaffolding? Do I designate a supervisor or have supervisors? Do I use an elevating work platform or do I work in a trench or on a road or heavy or do I use heavy equipment or do I need a signaler on my projects um, or in work in my workplace? So the chart is made so that you can easily see what the work is and then get into what is the requirement and what part of the regulation, which regulation and what part of the regulation applies. So it can it can really allow you to focus in on the things that you in particular do in your small business. And on the federal side with the Canada Labor Code, again, the chart does the same thing, but in alignment with the code itself. So again, where are, what are my duties as an employer under the federal requirements? What are the expectations in specifying or using personal protective equipment as another example? And there's also some overlapping issues in, around confined space, use of, of equipment, uh, ergonomics, those kinds of things as well under the federal code. So Depends again where you reside and which regulations apply to you. Those two charts will help you very quickly get into 
and identify where your work is and then what the applicable regulations are. So when a small business owner is listening to this right now, they're probably pulling out their wallet and getting their credit card ready to pay for this download. Yeah, again, um, as you've said in the past, it's free to download these resources. And this is, again, part of IHSA's mandate is to make uh, make our resources, health and safety related resources, as accessible and uh, available to small business. And that means making them available for free for the most part uh, in a lot of these uh, resources on our website. Free to download, take a look. And again, uh, you can download it to your own device or you can access it at ihsa.ca. And again, having these resources available and, and for referencing and review really helps them become more familiar with their responsibilities. Um, so again, you can work with your staff, work to minimize risk, work to be more efficient and effective as a small business. We want you to succeed as a small business. Part of it is, again, working to at least the standards of the of the requirements of the regulations that apply to you and hopefully beyond that, but um, definitely to minimize the risk and make sure everyone gets home at night. Also, referring to those and really knowing them, uh, those charts, what's in those charts and what are the requirements for the work that you do allows you again to do the work more efficiently and effectively. And that's going to help you attract workers, make sure that you retain your workers and be able again to be more effective and efficient in your work as a small business. It's just like the other specifications you may learn in your, in, you know, when you do a pro- construction project or in the requirements um, in the federal uh, requirements and the transportation company of knowing what the road rules are. Those are things that become second nature and we want the, the information on the charts to become second nature for the work that you do directly. Excellent. Thanks, Enzo. So free charts, helping federal and provincial employers be able to better understand what training is required for certain tasks and certain uh, responsibilities. So um, that's fantastic. Jennifer, let's talk about something that arguably in the past six to eight years has been the most talked about, promoted, you know, health and safety training in, in Ontario, and that's working at heights. Right, particularly in construction. So uh, it's been established for several years and I, f- I find it hard to believe that there's still some misunderstandings regarding what's required. I can remember last year speaking to a roofing company who who their owner told me that they'd taken all their training online for working at heights. And I felt so bad to let them know that that training was not didn't meet the standard and was not adequate for being able to train their employees. And, and you know what? They, they believe they were doing the right thing. So it's, it's, it's hard to believe that information, it, misinformation is still out there, but it seems to be. You know, IHSA is arguably the de facto expert on this training standard. I'm glad that we are. Um, we played a significant role in the development of the Working at Heights training standard and led the province in training participants, boy, with hundreds of thousands of training uh, participants put through the, the training since the standards release. Um, so Jen, what information could you share today with the small business owners, particularly those whose work includes working from heights? about the resources available from IHSA to assist them work safely. Thanks, Ken. So yes, you you are correct that there is still some misinformation out there about the requirements under the construction regulations about who is required to have working at heights training. Um, so under section 26.2, subsection 1 in the construction regulations, it does specify when an employer needs to ensure that workers may use um, a fall protection system, um, then they would need to have the working at heights training. And the working at heights training is the standard training put forward from the 
Ministry of Labor. Um, so for example, if I'm going to put on a harness for any reason while working in construction, I'm required to have working at heights training. Therefore, it's up to the employer to ensure that the training that they're providing to their workers meets that standard, and they can do so by checking the Ministry of Labor's website where there is a full list of those approved providers. And then in addition, it's important to note that the standard does not allow training to be completed fully online, that there is that practical component that must be completed in person. So as sometimes it can be difficult to interpret exactly what the legislation requires, IHSA has developed many guides and resources to assist employers and workers with working at heights safely, including an entire web page. You can find it at www.ihsa.ca forward slash falls. On this webpage, you'll find information on the Working at Heights training standard, the results of a recent root cause analysis that was completed on falls in the residential roofing sector, quick reference guides, which are quick, easy ways to find out, is my harness fitted properly? Is that guardrail built properly? Um, it also has forms such as fall protection work templates and sample rescue procedures. It also has our falls awareness toolkit, which includes forms, checklists, safety talks, posters, articles, and other advisories. These resources can help employers develop site-specific working at heights training and can educate their workers on how to protect themselves from fall hazards. So Jen, this would be a good example, would you say, of IHSA being a trusted resource? So information out there that maybe is not, sometimes that's floating around out there that may not be completely in compliance with the training standard. Just coming to, you know, for if a small business owner has a question, if they've got something in their mind that they're uncertain of, coming to IHSA and validating that information or validating that understanding would be a good step. Would you not agree? Absolutely. So again, like we have our subject matter experts, right? So the ones that have worked in Working at Heights, they've sat on CSA committees, they've completed and performed the work. They've also looked at the Working Heights training and they assisted in the building of the Working Heights training and resources um, in combination with also the ministry as well as um, other sector employees. All right. Um, so that's Working at Heights. Great, great overview on that. Thank you very much. And that webpage that you mentioned is going to be on our uh, podcast channel as well, so people can access it through there. Um, Enzo, let's go back to you. One aspect that's, con again, consistent amongst all the sectors we support, and we've been trying to do this on these podcasts, is, is touch on some resources that are uh, applicable to the electrical utilities, transportation, and construction. It's not always possible, but um, in, this in this particular case, it is, because we're talking about supervision. Um, and it's typically understood that across all legislation, that a supervisor is a person who has charge of a workplace or authority over a worker. So incredibly important that that person is competent and has the training required to be able to keep that worker safe. Um, it's a critical role that requires experience, knowledge, and expertise. The role of the supervisor is a critical component for creating a health and safety working environment. Um, they identify hazards. They instruct and train workers on safe methods. They follow up on the work. They encourage compliance. And sometimes when it's needed, just like sometimes with our kids, um, you got to imply discipline because um, uh, sometimes when when the encouragement isn't needed, isn't there, uh, the discipline to correct that behavior has to come into play. Um, and many supervisors, you know, do not receive formal training on their on their duties and responsibilities. So, so IHSA has developed uh, and has had in place for many years a basics of supervising course for both provincial and for federal supervisors. So, Enzo, 
what do small business need to know about this training and other resources that IHSA provides on health and safety supervision? Thanks, Ken. Yeah. And, and as far as all, you know, what you mentioned now, it's the supervisor is so critical to the operations of a small business, to projects and, and workplaces in general, um, regardless of, again, the sector that you're in. You know, you mentioned identify hazards, instruct and train workers, follow up on, on the work, encourage compliance and discipline. Um, those things, though, aren't just automatically known by everybody. And we need to guide them through some best practices and, and help create that, that knowledge and expertise in the part of the health and safety side. So, you know, basics of supervising in our case uh, is, a, is a significant program. It's been around for many years and been altered throughout the years to be more applicable and, and, uh, and valuable to the, uh, to the user. So small business, if there's one course that they put their supervisors through, we strongly advocate that it is this, whether it's in, for the most part, the construction utility sector, the basic supervising, um, or for the federal one, again, it's the basic supervising on the Canada labor code. Those two programs really, really, again, uh, help supervisors clear, clearly understand their responsibilities how to navigate the rules and the regulations that apply to them. Again, uh, the Occupational Health and Safety Act and the regulations for construction projects, in our case, for, for the construction sector in Ontario, and the Canada Labor Code Part 2 for those under federal regulations. You know, again, uh, ignorance of the law of your response or, or lack of knowledge and the responsibilities under the Act and regulations, not an excuse. It's not going to fly, right? So very important that your supervisor, who's your representative, as a small business or yourself, you might be the supervisor. You need to understand your requirements and have knowledge on the specifications or the requirements under the act and regs. No different than you're going to have probably very good knowledge again on the specifications of the work that you do directly. Um, you know, whether you're an electrician and the Ontario electrical code or, or in the plumbing or in other uh, sectors that you serve, again, or in transportation and the rules of the road and, and the Highway Safety, Highway Traffic Act, you need to know what your obligations are and how to manage them through the Occupational Safety Act and the regulations. Basics of Supervising course helps that. It's a two-day program. Um, they are a two-day program and, again, uh, very good on setting the foundation for a supervisor. But beyond the foundations, what's required because your you know your supervisors do more than just the basics. And again, when you get into items like discipline, how to encourage compliance, those are other skills that that you're going to learn through other programs that we have. And again, many of these programs are available. Some are for free. Again, basic supervising is a free program to the sectors we serve, and other programs here, such as um, our communication program or incident investigation or hazard identification and control. These are other programs that can assist the supervisor become more effective in their role, be able to go a long way in helping the employer become more effective in, again, attracting and keeping workers. Because, who again, who doesn't want to work for someone who looks after their well-being while they're at work? Someone who demonstrates as a supervisor, as the key person from that small business that is giving me the confidence that they want me to get home every day from work. So very important that... Uh, these programs are taken advantage of um, that, again, businesses start out, small businesses with a competent supervisor, knows how to communicate, knows how to identify hazards, knows how to encourage compliance. And remember, again, many small businesses start off with employing friends or family or others that they know. 
And how good is that when you encourage their development in the most important part, which is getting home healthy and safe. So very important programs. We've really encouraged their use. So Enzo, two things. One, I'm really glad you mentioned that a owner can also be a supervisor. So making sure that they understand that 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 could be their responsibility if they haven't appointed someone else. And two, you mentioned that uh, if a small business owner wants to come in and take our basics of supervising class in person at an IHSA facility, again, how much does that cost, whether it's provincial or federal? Yeah, again, uh, basics of supervising, whether it's provincial or federal, is a prepaid or a free program for companies who are under our membership or who are registered uh, as an employer under WSIB. Excellent. And Enzo mentioned that you know we have free programs or prepaid programs as we as we like to refer to them because you have prepaid for them. If you are part of our membership, you are paying your employer remittances to WSIB and that funding is coming over to the prevention system and funding the prevention system. So um, you are a member of IHSA when you are paying into WSIB and the rate groups that we saw in the sectors that we support. Um, so come in and take advantage of your investment because that's what you've made with us, an investment for you to take when you need it. Here's one more piece of information that we hope encourages you to enroll in our free Basics of Supervising course. Workplace supervisors are critical in helping prevent workplace incidents that cause injuries, illnesses, and fatalities. That is why each year, supervisors from across Ontario register for IHSA's Basics of Supervisor training course. This course helps supervisors understand their legal health and safety responsibilities and effective ways to manage risk at work. Register for IHSA's Basics of Supervising course today by visiting ihsa.ca or calling 1-800-263-5024. That's ihsa.ca or 1-800-263-5024. Thank you very much, Jennifer and Enzo. And thank you to the listeners uh, who are listening to this podcast and this series devoted to highlighting health and safety resources for small business. On our next podcast, we'll continue the discussion on various free services from IHSA and how they can assist small business create safe and healthy workplaces. Be sure to subscribe and like us on your podcast channel and visit us at ihsa.ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Each year, about 5,000 IHSA supervisor logbooks are ordered for supervisors across Ontario. Why is the logbook so popular? Because it was developed by the industry for the industry. That's what makes it unique. IHSA thanks the members of the Labor Management Network and Advisory Councils who contributed their knowledge, experience, and time to the preparation of this supervisor logbook. Contact IHSA at 1-800-263-5024. That's 1-800-263-5024. Or visit ihsa.ca. That's ihsa.ca.